0: Hi, my name is Janelle Ingolstadt and welcome to the MAP Radio Hour, a Make Art with Purpose podcast. The MAP Radio Hour includes conversations with creatives, scientists, and other people addressing the intersection of cultural, political, and environmental concerns. You can find out more about MAP and our projects at makeartwithpurpose.net. In addition to bamboo, let's talk a little bit about your materials you use. Because you also, don't you create your own pigments and you're, you really are into the science of, the, of creating? Or is it not a science? Is it more like spiritual or organic or is this intuitive? How do you approach the, the materials and the creation of, of your materials and then move into the work of art?
1: I'm a, I'm a kind of material hoarder. You know, I love. I love the things that that I can touch and I can feel, and and I mean, if I'm talking about beeswax, I've been collecting beeswax since I arrived in Cambodia. Now one of the things about that was I wanted to make my own candle. So I started collecting beeswax, but then I thought, oh, I can make this into my work. So it it happened slowly, but um, I think approaching it from like a rudimentary level. Like, mm. You know, dirt is beautiful because not because it's just Cambodian dirt or whatever. People say it's Cambodian dirt and then it's related to Khmer Rouge and people have been killed on this whatever. Like I don't, I don't go that, to that level. I just think dirt is beautiful, and I and I, I choose uh, red dirt because red dirt is, to me, is very very beautiful, and I can use that for my work because it it, it brings out the emotion, uh, in many in many levels, so. It's, it's, it's not about buying things from the store. Like how it started was just finding things on the street or finding things that people throw away or finding things in the flea market or farmer's market, you know, that, that sort of used stuff with history. So because I'm not such a conceptual artist, I want at the center of my work to, to have a kind of history about them. So the material has to have a certain history to the. I, I have to have a connection to it in order to use it. It can't just be something I read in a catalog and then order. It has to be something that I am there in front of it and I bring it back home. So that's just the adventure that, that, that it gives, you know.
0: Yeah, and having spent many of your formative years in the United States, are there any materials here that, or any histories here that influence you in the same way as one can in Cambodia?
1: It's a good question. You know, because I was trained as a painter, so I didn't bother to think like that. Because as a painter, I, I don't consider myself a maker of, of objects. I consider myself a creator of image, right? And uh, when I gave up that notion that I could do <laughs> with my life as a painter, uh, I become more sort of uh, aware of the materials. So, yeah, I think it's just I skipped I skip that part course, I didn't have space to store, I didn't have a proper studio, so there's a lot of these limitations that just didn't allow me to have an adventure with material, but I was in a wood shop all my high school years, and I was in a wood shop during my college years, working in the theater, doing stage, you know, paintings and building sets. I've always been a craftsman in some way, right? Just I'm not making sculpture, but I, I love wood, you know? I, I, wood shop was the best thing that I, I ever did in high school. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I, did, I remember making my um, pig cutting board in shop. my first project. <laughs> yeah, cutting board, ju- yeah. Yeah, in junior high, that yeah. was, I forget the two, I think it was Home Ec and Shop, and I took Shop. <laughs> and that was right. my first project, right. was making a uh, cutting board in the shape of a pig, and then we made a chess board. Yeah, chess board. Yeah, that yeah. really, that was oh, great, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: great skill yeah. for like connecting mind and for, you know, for your preparation mm, as yeah. an artist. Yeah.
1: Cherry wood and maple. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful combination. Really. And you gotta get it so precise. Yes. I love yes. that position. Yeah. yeah.
0: What I wanna get back to for a minute is this idea of showing art and bringing it out of of storage. Mm. I think Mm -hmm. there's also something really almost not quite mystical but about that because part of seeing art often is the journey Mm -hmm. and you go wow here's this artist has come to town or I'm traveling and here's an opportunity for me to see something or Mm -hmm. a museum is able to Mm -hmm. uh, exhibit something they haven't exhibited in many years and so as a viewer there's the anticipation in going to to see the work that I think is very much part of the experience of looking at art is the journey to it. And I really appreciate that. So for me, I actually land on the side that in a world that's increasingly full of material objects and what do we do, I understand the um, importance of thinking critically and carefully about what we make and where it goes. But at the same time, there is this beauty in experiencing art that... Is about going to the place and then seeing the work and then leaving and mm-hmm. thinking about the work over the days mm. afterwards and yeah. how that work influences you and I, I feel mm-hmm. like certainly the idea of the journey is really yeah. pre- prevalent in your work
1: I hope so <laughs>
0: yeah that's something that comes through your own journey as an artist And our journey as viewers, you know, going along with you on your journey. But again, as you referenced earlier, Mm. bringing our own history and our own ideas to it. And that you're Mm. even creating titles that aren't so literal, Mm. but -hmm. allow us to enter into the work and create our Mm. own journey.
1: Well, you know, I always feel like I I carry the same bag for the last 15 years, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like on my back, you know, like you see my work now it's the same work that you saw 15 years ago. <laughs> Everything is compressed into this, the one work and can be broken up into 150 works that I've done. You know? mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a certain condensation of, of life in one work. Yeah. So it's, it is about, if you want to break it down, the strand doesn't get cut from the very first sculpture to the very last sculpture. And I, I also, I, uh, people say, what are your favorite works? I, I don't really have a favorite work I, I I think they're all my favorite work, you know what I mean like that yeah. because they're all I treat them all the same way you you start from zero and you get to the end, and I have not thrown anything away <laughs> you know just because I've finished with this sculpture doesn't mean I left that behind and I go and make something else that is completely different right that I, I have not done and I'm actually okay with that like I'm proud of that somehow that 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 I, I have this burden, <laughs> this beautiful burden, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that I, that I carry around, you know. And I, I think if you see my work in Japan, like what there is a big work in Japan now, mm-hmm. versus a work maybe in Venice, mm-hmm. you will know it's my work. Yeah, well, I had the
0: experience <laughs> uh, at, at Documenta, the mm, last Documenta, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. when I saw. <laughs> like you would like to say, that you don't get a chance to talk about? I point. like
1: what your point about uh, that journey that you anticipate, mm-hmm. you know, going to a museum, like I love that, you know, Yeah. because uh, I get that feeling, you know, like I go to a lot of museums and I get that feeling like, wow, I'm going to go to this museum today. Yeah. This is an exciting moment. Like. Okay, I'm going to this one, you know, not the other one. I'm going to this one, right. and it's exciting, you know, because I'm like, mm, I wonder what I'm going to see, or mm-hmm. I know this artist in this show or in this collection that I'm going to see. Like when I was in Houston, uh, uh, I went to the the museum with a lot of um, the painter. Uh, oh Rothko. No. Um, the American painter who lived in Italy.
0: Oh. Saitwamly, yeah, yeah I, I, I love,
1: I love Cy Twombly. Like the, mm. the last show I saw of Cy Twombly was at the, I believe at the the Museum of Modern Art in mm-hmm. New York. It, kind of a, the big collection of David Geffen. Mm-hmm. He owns so many beautiful, uh, Twombly. But I haven't seen any of his work since then. So when I went to Houston, I said, oh, I gotta get up early. I gotta get, you know, I gotta <laughs> get there. So it was very exciting. It's just like, oh my god, what am I gonna see? You yeah. know. Yeah. And I think uh, in uh, in a modern uh, society as we are living in now, modern times, is uh, people are already googling and and looking at the at the little iPhone. They already saw the images, you know. And I think that that takes away from like that expectation, that 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 that, that wanting, you know, (laughs) like to be surprised, you know. They want to find out what it is they're going to be looking at. And and I also get uh, quite uh, disturbed or annoyed by you know when I bring up an artist let's say like the Chicago images, let's say one of my professors, mm-hmm. like Ray Yoshida, yeah. uh, I talked to artists and curators, I said, no, these, guys, these, these, these are my professors, you know, like John Roy, you know, like, mm. a, you know, like, a, like a teacher of Chuck Close, or you mm-hmm. know, a student of uh, Joseph Albers, and like that's their history, and this is the kind of work that they did, and then they just Google it, blah, 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 and, then, and then just flip through the page, and go, oh, I don't like it. I yeah. said, what? You don't like it? What do you mean you don't like it? <laughs> Nobody ever asks you to like it. It's, this is an information. This is a, this yeah. kind of a reference mm-hmm. for, for like a, a discovery, you know. Mm-hmm. But they say, oh, I don't like, I don't like this kind of work. Well, what do you mean you don't like this kind of work? It's on your iPhone. You can't possibly just say you don't like this kind of work. Well, you haven't yeah, seen it. Exactly. So this is the kind of thing that yeah. I'm like, well, as an artist. Especially I'm like, yeah. when you're yeah. thinking yeah. about like someone <laughs> like <Tom> <laughs> <laughs> Close, when yeah. this
0: immersive image, yeah. and you so round like, a right. corner in a museum yeah. or wherever you happen to see his work, yeah. and there's this incredible massive image of a person made up of little squares yeah Mm -hmm. and then you know then about chuck and Mm -hmm. his whole history as an artist Mm -hmm. and how his body has shaped Mm -hmm. so much of how he's approached the canvas or photography over the years Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so you lose all that on the iphone for sure and the images are another great example because there's so much Tactile yeah. quality, you know, I think of Ed Pesce. Yeah. yeah. And I agree with you. The yeah. um, sad, if, if yeah. I can find a word, that things about experiencing art in these little screens yeah. is we, well, we lose the journey, yeah. mm-hmm. but we also this this experience of being odd. Yeah, yes. by material mm-hmm. and by size, mm-hmm. or even if something's really small, <laughs> when you experience yeah. something mm-hmm. that is small scale in a Absolutely. museum or in a gallery or wherever, a studio, it's so much different than having it, That screen is a mediation, mm-hmm. yeah. like yeah.
1: Uh, like a gym nut painting, right? Yeah. You see a gym nut painting, and right. it's you know a lot of time you see an image of the painting. You don't you don't want to look at the the frame, right? But if you go to a museum or a gallery and you see the proper painting or drawing, and it has this immaculate frame around it. Right. And I, I, I wouldn't go to a Renaissance uh, a museum, uh, Renaissance painting, and going, wow, look at that frame. But I would go to a, a gymnast painting and go, wow, look at that frame. But, but then you have to see the gymnot painting. You, you can't just look at an image on a mm-hmm. screen. You just, you won't, you'll miss it completely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, wow, he painted acrylic and he, it's... it's I, I used to describe his work as so lifelike,
0: yeah. right? So yeah. alive, right. and people yes. can't see
1: that from a the screen. There's just no see way it. you can't see that. It's like an illustri- illustration.
0: Yes. And that so. comes together, I think, and also um, research and scholarship and like art history scholarship today, too. You have to go and look at it. I mean, I did my background in, like, Chinese painting, right? And the image is not enough. You have to go and like see the paper and mm. feel the fabric and being in the experience with the piece and knowing how big it is. I just, I just think that that's lost and it's so important to go see the work.
1: There's also a pleasure in collecting, right? Yeah. Like I'm not rich, so I can't buy expensive things, but I, I love small things that I can purchase like my wife and I when we go to Japan for example mm-hmm. we just we spend hours in the print room you know and just looking at those Yuki uh, prints mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and yeah, you yeah it's just it like you, you're right there and you can afford that so it's accessible it's so stunning and then when you take it out of the store put it in a beautiful frame you know anti-reflecting glass and put it in your your living room or your bedroom, it just gives you so much pleasure. It does. And that's yeah. what iPhone cannot do. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you can't, yeah. No, it's, to live yeah. with
0: art is just yeah. one of the great greatest gifts of life. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, there we go. Thank well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you
0: for your time, and it's been a real joy to talk with you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: MAP Radio Hour is funded in part by the Lift Your Voice Advocacy Fund, production by Matthew Horton, theme song and logo by Otto Huditz. I'm Janelle Ingolstadt. Thanks for listening. And visit the Make Art With Purpose website to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.